get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Well, there are games that teams win and there are games that teams lose. And you could argue tonight and probably win that argument that the Calgary Stampeders lost this game more so than the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won. But now that the smoke has cleared figuratively and literally, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers improved to 8-2. and two. And Drew Brown improves to 2-0 and as a starter in the Canadian Football League. Welcome inside Game Day After Dark. What's going on, everybody? My name is Darren Bombing. This is Winnipeg's post-game show, Bombers, Stamps, and a 1918 Blue Bombers win tonight. So much to get to on the post-game show. Great to see everybody joining us in the live chat. Great to see this young man, Zach Schnitzer, joining us as he always does. What's going on, Schnitzy? Quite a game, maybe not the most entertaining game, but a riveting game for Bombers fans to watch. Edge of your seat tonight? Oh, yeah. I was on the edge of my seat the entire night. When you win a game by one point, oh, my God. But, you know, if if you weren't a Bomber fan or Stamps fan watching that game, it was kind of a snooze fest. But I think you hit the nail on the head, Darren, um, when you said that, that Calgary lost this game more than Winnipeg won it. Uh, I made some notes on all of the missed opportunities from the stamps. I mean, Paredes hits the post on a field goal. He misses. Uh, he had, what was he? Six for six and 50 plus yard field goals up, up into this point. He no misses more. that one. McCray bring, brings it out. So it's only 1918. Hakuna Vanu missed the touchdown catch. He, he would have walked in. He was on the five yard line. Uh, Kenny Lawler fumbles the ball. And Stanley Bryant falls on top of it. Roberson dropped a sure interception. Tommy yeah. Lewis missed a catch. I mean, there was there was a bunch of things that happened to Calgary. Drops. Uh, oh, drops, drops. And just missed opportunities. And when it's a one-point game, you know, it, it, it it's always come down to one or two plays either way. And I think the Bombers were very lucky to escape there with a win. I think they escaped with a win, buddy. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Fortunate. Fortunate. Yeah. Uh, Drew Brown was okay. Wasn't great. Wasn't bad. Didn't turn the ball over. He finished 27, uh, sorry, 17 of 27 passing, 63%. Pretty good. 171 yards, no touchdowns, no picks. Uh, Brady Oliveira, probably the offensive player of the game. Uh, 80 yards on 14 carries, very healthy, 5.7 yards per carry average. Dalton Schoen led all Winnipeg receivers with three catches for 50 yards uh, and a big second down conversion, real big. There were moments in this game, Zach, uh, second and 10, where a variety of things happened, both with Calgary with the ball and with Winnipeg with the ball in second and 10 situations. And if I can go through those before we get into a whole bunch of stuff on the post game here, we are going to have video highlights. We're going to look at some of the controversial calls and you'll be able to get a second look at those controversial calls right here on game day after dark. Um, and we will of course get through Walby's warrior Westwood wide to the right, our bonfire burning point. There's a ton that could be tonight. Um, as well as uh, all of our other features, game balls and the happy honker and the rest. But 
get this, second and 10. That was the Dalton shown 30 yard conversion plus the face mask. That was a 45 yard gain that led eventually to a Sergio Castillo, 26 yard field goal, uh, to put Winnipeg ahead. And they held on to that 12, nine lead the rest of the way, or at least hung on to the lead the rest of the way. But following that second and 10 conversion, which was huge second and 10 Derek Wigan with a sack for a loss of eight yards for the blue bombers. They had to settle for a field goal. And what was a 60 yard drive on the doorstep ends up just being a, a, a field goal that they pick up uh, second and 10 in the fourth quarter, Willie Jefferson with a knockdown at the line of scrimmage uh, that leads to just a three play drive. And uh, Renee Paradis field goal could have been very, very different there. Um, second and six, Willie Jefferson gets a pass knockdown. Now that first one won't technically count as a, a pass knockdown, I don't think, but the guy is, I love the way um, Dwayne Ford put it tonight. He's a game wrecker or, or maybe it was, it was Jim Barker game wrecker. Willie mm -hmm. Jefferson is, is just an absolute beast out there. And uh, everybody knows how I feel about him as far as uh, best players in the CFL today. Um, but another instance that was really big uh, in this one, Zach, Late in the game, Prukop comes in mm -hmm. on first down and has a loss of two. Then Drew Wolitarski picks up 11 on a pass from Drew Brown. It's third and one from Winnipeg's own 49 with about a minute left. And they take a time count violation on third and one. They're going for it at midfield with a one point lead and a minute left. And it was another time count violation for the offense. I tweeted at the time, you could see the look on Michael Shea's face. Oh yeah. Of pure, just frankly, disappointment or, you know, I won't put words in the coach's mouth, but what I saw was somebody that was very, very disappointed in well, another yeah. offensive time count violation. Well, I mean, it was, it was one of many uncharacteristic penalties the Bombers took, uh, that Lawler was offside. They had two time counts. They had, uh, 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 what was it? Grounding um, on on Drew Brown. I think they had over eighty yards of penalties, intentional grounding. So, yeah, it uh, it was rough. It was a, just a rough game. I mean, the Bombers don't usually have more than fifty at most in penalty yardage, but uh, yeah, that one was tough to take. We were we were all yelling at the screen. My mother and father in law and I when they took that time count buddy and and what was it with brew cop on those fumbled those fumbled handoffs we were yeah. lucky to escape without turning the ball over option type plays right yeah uh where you know it's an uh, the quarterback if for those that don't know the quarterback has the option of either handing it off or keeping it they call it rpo that's run pass option uh or just the option play because it could be an option to the quarterback to run it themselves option to give it to in that case, Greg McCray to run the football. Um, you know, I don't understand Winnipeg going away from just basic football and, and why there's that need to do these creative things. Um, I do know that the Calgary Stampeders did an outstanding job stopping the run in the second half. They really focused in on it. Brady Oliveira had over 70 yards late right. in the second or midway through the second quarter. 
finished with 80. So they, they did a great job in, in limiting him. The only thing I can think, Zach, is that they were trying to get the run game going in other ways because maybe when Brady was in the backfield, Calgary was just stacking the box and, uh, you know, playing a real run stopping defense. Well, and I guess I, I, I sort of would echo your maybe confusion with why Prukop was in on first and 10. They're trying these RPO, these run pass options. He's coming in cold off the bench and what was working all first half? Well, it was straight up Brady Oliveira pounding the ball. And yes, Calgary did a good job of stopping it. And they stopped him on a second and two late in the game, which was frustrating. But Darren, like, why wouldn't you just keep hammering the nail with the, with Brady Oliveira in the second half, they seem to go away from it. I mean, I say that, and I'm not going to question Buck Pierce's play calling, but it was kind of confusing to me. And I think there, there was on, on the opposite side of the coin, there was a play where they faked the pitch out to Brady Oliveira and then Janarian Grant ran up the middle between the tackles, which was a phenomenal run call, a play call by Buck Pierce. But uh, yeah, kind of some puzzling uh, decisions by the Bomber offense, that's for sure, especially when Brady Oliveira was just punishing them in the first half for over 70 yards, as you said. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just taking a look at uh, some of the team stats here uh, on game day after dark. And here, let me get rid of uh, the logo there. Uh, 17 first downs for the Blue Bombers to Calgary's 11. Uh, can't emphasize enough the drops in addition to the inaccuracy uh of the quarterback but the drops by the receivers just unbelievable the way the stampeders struggled two of 17 on second down two of 17 they highlighted it during the game on the on the the play-by-play broadcast it was they were one of 11 in the third quarter uh unbelievable uh, red zone, Winnipeg went 0 for 4, Calgary went 0 for 2, um, and net offense, pretty even at 264 to 245, a little bit of an advantage for the Blue Bombers. Uh, Tommy Lee Lewis was a beast returning kicks and punts yeah. for the Stampeders tonight. Uh, they totaled 146 yards on punt returns and 91 on kick returns. Uh, Greg McRae, I would call him serviceable. With all due respect, yeah, serviceable, serviceable returner. But yeah. I think similarly to how we see, you know, very similarly to how we see Zach Kolaris now when you see Drew Brown in a second game. And I'm guilty of the the Drew Brown hype as much as anybody. Admit it. But we see how you see how good Zach Kolaris is, how stabilizing and consistent. He is, and it's the same with Janarian Grant, uh, you know, versus Greg McRae serviceable Greg McRae is, um, but, uh, obviously not as impactful as, uh, as Drew Brown, um, other numbers in the game that, that, or, or a couple notes that, that stood out to me, Zach, Sergio Castillo, all reliable, man. Mm-hmm. Like we saw Mark Leggio not lose the game for the Hamilton Tiger Cats last night as Edmonton captured their first win of the season. I'm almost, you know, it's almost too bad it happened on the road. Feel for those fans uh, just north of Calgary, of course. Um, but he missed a, a bunch. 
And, um, you know, their head coach, Orlando Steinauer, uh, said it was, it was a tough game for him to be off, right? Which is yeah. about as diplomatic as you can put, like, you know, could have been a different game if Mark Leggio was able to hit. But all reliable Sergio Castillo. He was very, very good tonight and uh, just st- strikes the ball clean and yeah. hits and is consistent and reliable. And I, you, you know, I think here in Winnipeg, we, we just, we know how important that is uh, compared yeah. to the times you don't have that. Well, and in a one point game, Darren, your, your kicking is always going to be under the microscope because you know, that's, a, that's a point after attempt. If that goes already, you're, you're in trouble. You, you know, your field goals are particularly under the microscope and, I mean, maybe maybe it'd be fair to say he outduels Rene Paradis, who was by far the best kicker so far this this season, but uh, misses a couple of hits of post and then misses about a fifty yarder um, that McCray is able to take out. But um, just such solid play from Sergio Castillo and 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 just a breath of fresh air in in Bomber Nation. I think. Yeah, I just want to pull pull this up, Zach, and and I hope you'll forgive me. But are you wearing like a Michael Jackson jacket or <laughs> what? what is that? The Bombers are playing the stamps. You're wearing your Bombers gold chain, but then you're wearing red. What's going well, on? Well, I'm in the basement, right? So I get in the door I'm, and I'm wearing a t- black t-shirt and then I'm like, oh, I'm going to the basement. It's cold in my basement. Um, so I grabbed the first uh, sweater I could, uh, it's, and it's like a, it's like a fleece from Mountain Equipment Co-op. It's not a Michael Jackson. Oh, is that a free ad right there? Is that a free ad? Yeah. One of our sponsors, Mountain Equipment Co-op, they sell everything from bikes to, uh, (laughs) okay, 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 okay. (laughs) You're trying to get a matching fleece for your bride. I I can, I can see, I can see what you're doing. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know. We're in red. Interesting choice. I know. It's um, like something you would do usually, but Yes, yes. I will wear green when the Bombers play the Riders, right? I'll wear red when they're playing the Stamps. I'll wear orange when they're playing hey, the VC Lions. Some people have right. said this postgame show or Bonfire Midweek looks like a BC Lions show because, because of the orange. Right. right. Because of the golden glow of the bonfire. Well, speaking of midweek, uh, Dude, I got to give you some props. That was an amazing show. Despite the fact that I wasn't on it, shockingly, you just killed it. You and Danny Austin <laughs> right. and Winston Rose. And uh, the pregame with Walby was just gold. Like, I, Firestarters, I want to give some love to Darren because he's really upped his game this year. You get players mm. on for interviews. You got, you've got uh, audio. You've got video clips. You've got the graphics. This guy is... Uh, this guy is doing great. He, he's almost says. Well, you must have you must have missed the end of the show where the power outage kind of screwed no, everything up. That's, hey, but you must have missed the pregame with me and Walby when I was sharing the screen and and uh, you know showing everybody the Stampeders depth chart and you couldn't hear me or Walby on the broadcast and like Tristan Rivers and uh you know all the these fire starters are texting the bonfire <laughs> hotline and they're tweeting and they're in the live chat. I'm looking at the Stampeders depth chart and I'm talking about Micah Away and uh Titus Wall and and Cam Judge and Derek Wigan and yeah. Mike Rose and this great defensive front they have and nobody can hear a thing i'm not looking at the live chat and really uh, i heard a little bit of editing for the for the uh the podcast so for you podcast listeners out there what's going on 
Uh, <laughs> Waiters, you know. he's saying Winston Rose is the new co-host of Midweek. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> if he wanted to do that, I would gladly uh, uh, resign my seat there. I was almost as impressed uh, with you and and your work this week as I was with uh, the amount of double bubble Zach Kalara seemed to be chewing on the sideline. What was that? It, it looked like. Yeah, it I think like it was, was Scott Billick. Five or six pieces of gum. Scott Billick tweeted that it was like a whole pack of big league chew, right? <laughs> like the whole, just took the whole. Yeah, seriously. Was he nervous I, or something? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was. Just, maybe it's just like a. Maybe it's a, an Ohio thing. I don't know. Ohio thing, right? Steubenville, Ohio. They're known for mm-hmm. their gum chewing. They've yeah. won. They've won many a gum chewing contest. <laughs> what else can they know. do in Ohio? They produce quarterbacks. Know. Yeah, and not uh, potatoes. That's Idaho. That's Idaho. Yes. Yeah. Ohio is like below the Great Lakes, right? Yeah. 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 Different. Uh, d- different deal. Uh, I was going to mention as I was talking about the the Stampeders defensive front. This is important for people to understand. Okay. Uh, the Calgary Stampeders are three and seven on the season and entered tonight's game three and six and really struggling. They're in the midst of a four-game stretch where they play Toronto, twice, Winnipeg, and BC. The best teams in the league. Back to back to back to back. Four games, twice against the Argos. And this is not a team with a bad defense. This is a good defense. And yeah, Jonathan Moxie was out with injury. He was officially first initially listed as a game time decision. He did not play. Uh, Shaq Richardson, who joined the team just, you know, uh, a week and a bit ago, uh, started and played, had the blocked punt. Uh, We could probably talk about that too. Jam Sheehan had a couple uh, near blocks and I'm not putting that on the punter. That is on... uh, you know, that, that block punt was a missed assignment as Shaq Richardson came free off the edge. But it's important that people know that the Calgary Stampeders, their demise is their offense. They can't do anything offensively, but special teams, we saw it with Tommy Lee Lewis. We've seen it for years with Renee Paradis. The defense, they are very, very good. The offense is bad and they've gone four yep. games now with one offensive touchdown and they mentioned on the broadcast, it was a, you know, a me- a medium sized drive and Tommy Lee, uh, or pardon me, pardon me, Tommy Stevens, their big body quarterback punches it in from the one that was their only offensive touchdown in now a month, yeah, a month. Brutal. Uh, but their defense is good. So yeah. I, I think that's important context when, when talking about Drew Brown, when talking about Brady's, um, you know, uh, the run games ineffectiveness yeah. in the second half, yeah. you know? Well, and and I think, you know, they they are a good defense. They are good on special teams. I don't know what is going on with Winnipeg's kick coverage because it hasn't been good all year. Um, Are they missing the killer Mike Miller that much, Darren? Because it just seems like they they let two big, big play returns uh, by Tommy Lee Lewis today, which was disappointing to see. But... Just to your, to your point on the defense, I thought, you know, yeah. I wasn't expecting Drew Brown to have the same kind of success he did last week just because Calgary had a week to game plan. And they have a good defense. They have a good D-line. They had a week to game plan for for Drew Brown to make him uncomfortable. And it looked like at times that he was quite uncomfortable. Um, and there's times where he had some a few ticks in the pocket and just didn't uh, – 
didn't pull the trigger, didn't see anybody with downfield, or he was a bit confused with the looks he was getting. So I credit Calgary for really making Drew Brown's sophomore start this year, or I guess I guess it was just in his initial start because he just didn't start last game. Sophomore CFL start. Yeah. Sophomore CFL start made him look more human than he did last week for the two to four touchdowns against Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the talk about, you know, the other team's game planning for Drew Brown and they have a game of, you know, they have, they have a full game of film on him and like, look, the reality is it's not an all-star established championship quarterback. So defenses are going to do the same things they do against any team with a inexperienced or non-star quarterback. They're going to throw all different types of looks. They are going to try creativity. They are going to be aggressive. Uh, they are going to try to take away the run game or any sort of short pass game that is like a, a safety valve um, for the quarterback. Uh, I don't think it is necessarily, uh, you know, their game planning for Drew Brown specifically. Uh, I think there was naturally an expected fall off from mm. Drew Brown because he's not going to throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns and mount a 22 point comeback every single game or have yeah. those types of numbers every single game. But the time count violations that has n like very little, I, I would say nothing to do with the defense. It might have a little something to do with what he sees on the defense, but that's an unforced error. Mm -hmm. And he took a couple of them. Uh, Jamison Sheehan, I think, was the the first, actually, now that I think about it. So was it two? I'm not sure. But a very mm. costly one late for Drew Brown. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they went to the run game early. I think that was important to help Drew Brown settle in. But again, the Stampeders defense is a good defense. Don't look past that just because of the Stampeders three wins this season. And, oh, well, they're probably not that. They are a good defense. So um, I, I don't think, I, I think that's important context just in, in the big picture of things. Yeah, I mean, I think the stats would say you're right. They are a good defense, although they're not the greatest against the pass. But Winnipeg couldn't really exploit that. I And speaking of defense, though, I thought Winnipeg's defense played pretty well. I mean, they 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 had three big passes on them, but... I thought what they really did well, Darren, was hold Calgary's pretty lethal rushing attack in check. And especially when, you know, Winnipeg surrenders the highest average rush per attempt. Um, I thought they really neutered De uh, Dedrick Mills and Kadeem Carey. Um, and that, you know, they had to do that because Mayer is not going to beat you with his arm. He's just not there yet. His, his, he, he's too inaccurate. He's not good with pressure in his face. So there's, you know, he throws off. I was listening to midweek talking about how he maybe uh, throws off his back foot when, when he has pressure. So it ruins his mechanics. And I did see that a couple times with Jake Mayer. So he struggled against pressure. He also hit one against pressure too. I think that was the big uh, catch for Bagleton, but uh yeah, uh, I, I thought the Bombers really played well with their run defense today. Yeah. Yep, I, I, I agree. I, I think the, the front of the Blue Bombers defense and the back end of the Blue Bombers defense playing very well, playing very well mm -hmm. right now. Um, you know, uh, Adam Big Hill probably would like a couple plays back. I know he has struggled, 
in yeah. certain situations. I'm not going to say he has struggled this year or he has struggled in a bunch of games. I've seen Adam Big Hill play very sharp football. Adam Big Hill, linebacker football. But he has missed some plays this year. Uh, took a PI penalty um, in the second half. Uh, that, that was a costly one for Winnipeg. Uh, I want to pull this up, though, because uh, we, we were touching on it earlier. And that is the punt block. Stands at his own 30. Let's it. Fly blocks. Deflected as he tried to let her go. And now it bounces around the Stampeders special teams. Come up big as a flag flies at the end of the play. Stands at his own 30. Let's it. Fly. So if we see it here, and I think you guys could hear Dustin Nielsen on the TSN broadcast and, and shout out CFL and TSN for uh, our usage of this footage. I don't need to do that, but I like to say that. Uh, here is Shaq Richardson coming off the right edge. And this is a blown assignment because if you see the middle of Winnipeg's protection, they're anticipating the pressure to come up the middle. And that very well may be what Calgary has shown uh, on film this year. But Shaq Richardson comes free off the edge and there's an extra Blue Bombers blocker here that does not pick him up. So uh, a, a tough moment that no doubt will be something that they'll they'll work to correct. Oh, look, I even gave you a little uh, solo <laughs> FaceTime there, Zach. Um, I think that's something that the Blue Bombers will work on correcting. Uh, but it was interesting how, as the game went on, there were a couple more instances where Calgary nearly blocked Janice yeah. and Sheehan's punts. And that pressure came from the middle. So it's almost like Calgary's special teams coordinator, Mark Killam, showing why he is a future head coach in the CFL. Uh, probably out game planned the Winnipeg Blue Bombers special teams because when Winnipeg was expecting it in the middle, they came off the edge. And then when they looked to the edge, they brought pressure up the middle. So uh, really, really good game planning and scheming on special teams from the Stampeders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, 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 I'm not used to our special teams being sort of our weakness, Darren. I got to be honest, it's usually our strength with our with our, you know, the days of Medlock and you look at Janarian Grant and Mike Miller, but I don't know if it's the injuries to Grant and Miller or what's happening, but yeah, he, uh, Sheehan seems to take a little while to get those punts off. And, you know, we are definitely missing uh, Janarian Grant on kick returns. Uh, yeah. And I think it was Cramdy who looked like he missed so that assignment on the block. Punt. I'm bringing those up on screen for a reason. Okay. We can look at it and say, well, that's the guy who's not blocking anybody. He right. missed. We don't know that. Okay. Uh, football, especially at the professional level, incredibly complex. I watch Canadian junior football league teams game plan and scheme. And it is, it is incredibly intricate. It is not always the obvious, uh, even when you're looking at a mistake in, in blocking. So maybe Briggs, maybe Cramdy, maybe somebody else. Uh, your question earlier though, I think is a, a really valid one. Are they missing Mike Miller? And they could very well be missing him, uh, not just for his play on the field, but his leadership on the field, right? Uh, he is involved in practice. He, you know, uh, shaved his head down this year. Like didn't shave his head, but like took a really short haircut, something I've never seen on the killer Mike Miller for a long, long time. And he looks like a coach. He is effectively a coach as he recovers on the six game injured list. So, um, 
you know, I, I just wanted to point that out. You can't just say it's, it's this guy or it's that guy. Um, yeah, but you know, point, we, we look at, we look at it and, and, you know, we, we tell you, uh, you know what we see. Yeah. yeah because it, it, I mean, on the surface, it looks like he missed his block because the guy basically came, Shaq Richardson came unblocked and seemed to run right by Cramdy, but maybe it was Cramdy's assignment to, to block an inside guy and they just had an extra guy and they didn't pick it up. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. Uh, well, a, a player on the Blue Bombers defense, uh, as we're talking about Briggs and Cramdy, uh, a young player that, again, made an outstanding play and now leads the league by a wider margin for interceptions. Demario Houston <laughs> with a pick six, his seventh, leads the CFL. I think four is the next most uh, in the league leaders. 45-yard uh, pick six. Uh, to really help Winnipeg swing the momentum. Is it your bonfire burning point? We'll find out later tonight. <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm giving my, I'm, I know I shouldn't be giving, no, I won't give out my award for Happy Honker, but I did say right before that, and, and my mother-in-law and father-in-law can attest to this, Darren, I swear to all that is holy, right before that pick six, I said, guys, the defense is going to need a turnover to win this game. And boom, Houston with a massive pick six. Oh my yeah. God, I jumped up and down and was screaming in their, in her mother-in-law's basement. Uh, Cookie the dog got all excited. She was there. Oh boy, it was a it was a sight to be seen. Well, and here it is. It was a sight to be seen. That doesn't make any sense. It was a sight to see. Anyway, yeah, there you have it. Outstanding play by Demario Houston. And of course it's a, you know, I won't call it a slippery slope, but it's, it's one of those things where defensive backs, you're always doing a cost benefit analysis. And for Houston, you see at that point, if I can, if I can do it, if you see at the point of, uh, point of, of where he jumps the route, there's lots of help there. There's safety help in Brandon Alexander. There's linebacker help in Adam Big Hill. And Houston decides to jump the route. And we don't have the best look at, uh, you know, downfield. But there he is coming from the outside in and picking off Jake Mayer. And, taking and that it, is intercepted to the 30. It's Demario Houston again. What a season. And he takes this one all the way back. A 45-yard pick six. And the Bombers go in front. Disaster at the end of the third quarter for Jake Mayer. Dustin Nielsen on yeah, how the call. Good is, how good is Dustin Nielsen, man? Love He's, the energy he brings, man. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I've been hearing him call football games for years because he was doing Canada West games when I was doing oh, yeah. Canada West radio. And then when I did some sidelines for Canada West TV, he was doing games, so I would be watching, uh, you know, the Bisons games or the Rams games or the Huskies games or the Dinos or whatever, uh, doing my game prep from the week before and listening to Dusty on those calls. He was doing Alberta Golden Bears and then more games across Canada West. Uh, he has put in the work, football, hockey, his play-by-play -play chops continue to get better. I just love the youthful energy he brings to yeah. that play-by-play. No, he's 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 unbelievable. But I will say, and this isn't my official wide to the right, so don't worry, folks. But uh, <laughs> TSN needs to stop interviewing player ex players and randos. Well, the game is going well, on. Let's not call them randos, buddy. Come on, Jeff Garcia. 
he's a, quite a rando. He might as well be a rando because he's taking my attention away from what, what my attention should be on, which is but, the game. But do you need the play-by-play the whole time? If you can see it, do you need it? Well, Can you we, get by? I, Dude, I can get by. But, but the play-by-play is an important part of your experience of the game. And it's... It's like Jeff Garcia's talking and it's the play-by-play is muted and like big things are happening. And uh, I just, I get it just for a little bit, but they go on and on and on. I, I just, I don't get it. It doesn't work for me, buddy. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I, I hear you. I know a lot of people feel that way, um, but not everybody. So, you know. Or, or I get once per game, but... Today was like two or three times. But it's not once per game. It's less than once per game. It's not every game. This was the 25th anniversary of their 1998 Grey Cup Championship. Who cares? Calgary Stampeders fans care. They they might, but but like... They might. Well, that's half the game is the Stampeders. That's one of nine teams. Yeah. I don't think anybody else in the CFL world cares like 25 year anniversary like maybe 50 year anniversary 25 years 25 year years like jeez <laughs> who cares i i'd rather hear jeff garcia talk than than maybe a 75 year old that might struggle talking i won't even say that you know i love hearing those old guys tell their yeah, stories yeah give me an old awesome. give, give me a 50 year anniversary that's what they should be 50 doing 50 years, years. <laughs> anyway <What's that? laughs> anyway buddy we're going off on a tangent here yeah uh okay so two controversial plays in this game one uh that worked in winnipeg's favor and one that did not oh that was i know where you're going oh well which one do you want to go first because i got them both i think i think we have to go chronologically here let's let's go with the bs unnecessary roughness call on uh, evan holm uh, against who was it? Reggie Bagleton, Darren. Here it is. Oh my God, that one! I was so angry. Oh, look at that! I mean, I get. Listen, I get how the how the ref sees his head turn there, and it's a teeny bit late, maybe. But he doesn't even hit him in the head. And there's Mike O'Shea just not loving it. And he can't challenge it. That's what we found out in the post game, right? Like he couldn't yep. challenge it. I was screaming at the TV, challenge it, challenge it. Cause the very next play Calgary hit a, hit a huge, uh, what was a 47 yard um, catch. Was that the Michelle catch where he, or the diving catch or was yes. it? I don't yeah. yeah. So right after that, I thought that was the early bonfire burning point. Um, so when you see I it from this angle, later, which very well could be the angle you know what? I got to turn my mic down here. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, when you look at it from this angle, which could very well be the angle that um, uh, the back judge saw, this looks like he hits him in the head. It does. Yeah, I get it. You know, at full speed. And then you look at it from this angle and you see that, I mean, Reggie Bigleton's hand hits Holm in the face mask. And Holm just takes his arms and that forces Reggie Bagleton's head to snap backwards. So not a reviewable play. Mike O'Shea didn't like it. Uh, But that's just, that's the way the the cookie crumbles sometimes. That's just the way it is. Um, Here's another one I want to draw attention to. And this Uh, one. 
AKA this was the makeup uh, call. <laughs> look, maybe. Yeah, good good point. Uh frankly, this is horseshit. I'll just say it. And I know Bombers fans don't it's care terrible. because it was a penalty on uh, Julian Hauser, defensive end for the Stampeders. But this penalty, Drew Brown throws the football. <laughs> it's such a bad call. And they give him a 15-yard penalty for this. Yeah. It's incredible. Insane, frankly. This should not be a penalty. No, and I, I think I think it was a makeup call. Like I don't, I'm not saying it's like basketball or or soccer with makeup calls, but like because look at the bombers. I, looks like a makeup call, don't you think, Darren? Look at the bombers sideline. Look at Willie J on the left. Look at Prukop. Look at Kerfala Exume 39. They're all saying, "Hey, that's a penalty, right?" If it was egregious and actually a penalty. Those guys would have been losing their minds. Yeah. They wouldn't have just it. been like, oh, penalty. The the only reason I could see it being a remotely a penalty is if he hit him in the head. But it looks like he maybe his fingertip grazed his helmet at, at the best. But you know what? I didn't mind the call because I'm a Bomber fan and I'm completely biased. But even in my un- most unbiased self, I think it was I think it was nice to have a makeup call. That was such a bad call on Evan Holm. But imagine um, if the tables were turned. Yeah. You would say, that's a makeup call. Call the game the right way. I I just, you know what? Look I'm at that. Look at your we, face. What did I do? <laughs> I'm just glad here. Listen to what I want to say is I'm glad we won the game because. I love the dynamic won. you and I have, man. I love it. <laughs> you know, objectivity and pure fervent fandom right i think it's great i think it is um what everybody out there deserves right you deserve both sides of the story both, the yeah. objective and the subjective and the better side the, the better yeah. side the subjective you know listen though i i what i will say is the the call on evan holm was not as bad a miss as the one you just showed like i will say take my fan card and put it in my pocket for a second that was a worse call by the officials on the Hauser penalty than it, than it was on uh, Evan Holm. Yep. At, uh, you know, at least in the Evan Holm one, it was bang, bang, and his head turned, right? And, it, you right. know, it's easy to – I think it's – refs are quick to look at like a – it's more dramatic, right? Like a defenseless receiver over the middle rather than a sideline uh, thing where he like literally grazed, the, grazed his helmet. But – it's just those kinds of calls, both of them, they kind of suck for both, both, uh, depending on how the game goes, for both fan bases. I think for Calgary fans, when it's a one point win and you have a call like that, that I think led to a field goal, um, that's a tough one to swallow. You're right. If, if the shoe is on the other foot, or if I want to use my metaphors, if the horseshoe was on the other foot, um, <laughs> You know, like uh, if the horseshoe was up somebody else's rear. Yeah, exactly. We we definitely had a horseshoe <laughs> up our rear today. I'll, I'll, we yeah. were lucky to win that game. Yeah, lucky, fortunate. Um, you know, horseshoe, fitting, horseshoe, isn't it? Horseshoe, baby. Yeah, Very fitting. fitting. Yeah, definitely. I don't mind it hurt. The horseshoe is hurting right now, but I but I don't mind it being there right up my Listen, ass. Listen, 
I want to talk to everybody out there listening. Great to see everybody in the live chat, watching live, YouTube, Facebook. Maybe you're watching on Twitter. Head over to youtube.com slash bonfiresports. There you will subscribe. You'll hit the thumbs up. And people are already doing it, as I said. I'm talking to you out there. Go hit the thumbs up button. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. It's easy. You can do it if you're watching on your smart TV or your phone. You'll figure it out. It helps so much. If you love Bonfire Sports and Game Day After Dark and our pregame coverage and Zach and, and my show uh, Wednesday nights, Bonfire Midweek, if you want to see us do hockey coverage going into the Jets season, which is right around the corner, hit the thumbs up. Subscribe. Share to your friends. Get the word out. Um, you know, give us a call. Maybe you want to sponsor us. Uh, we could uh, we could party with that too. Eight degrees Celsius in August in Calgary. What was that about? I have a theory, but I don't know for sure. Crazy, windy, windy and cold. Crazy. Yeah, like, and apparently it was plus thirty the day before, Darren, and then it was yeah, it looked cold, and you see people with toques on. Oh my goodness. Farhan in the in the, the blanket. <laughs> I think I think Farhan stole that blanket from Quick Six's uh like what do they call it? Like a horse stable, right? Or his trailer. Because oh, yeah. it looks like a it looked like <laughs> a, a you know, it was like a thin blanket, right? That you fold up a couple times and it's like a saddle blanket. You put it under the saddle, right? That's what it looked like. I wonder how Farhan's jacket smells right now. I don't know, but I I appreciated Lapo wearing the blanket and uh, in the studio. I I just <laughs> so Lapo cold. just makes me so laugh. Cold. Like, it's just like he's such a serious guy. So whenever I see him trying to be funny, I just he's not kind of laugh. He's not funny. So he I kinda is laugh. not a serious guy. He's a fun-loving guy. I just think he takes football seriously. A lot of people say that about me. They're like, you know, DB, you got this look on your face. It's because I'm concentrating. I got I got concentrating bitch face, face. right? You're constant. No, you don't have resting (laughs) bitch face. Trust Uh, me, I know what resting bitch face is. You don't have it. But no, Lapo is not a serious dude. Is that right? At all? He's a very joyful guy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well then, because uh, I always find I'm laughing at him when he's trying to be funny on the on TSN. I'm just like, "Oh, Lapo, what are you doing? You're Lapo. You're serious, <laughs> Lapo. You're a serious guy." But I guess he's not when it's not football related. Yeah, Craig Smith, great to see you, Craig. Love that Craig you are Smith. joining us live every single show on Bonfire. You are the man, uh, Craig Smith, who worked in the CFL for many, many years as uh, a scout, player personnel director, and, and many other roles. Uh, Wally, being Wally Buono, told me it has snowed in every month in Calgary during his time there. Of course, Wally Buono. Before he was a uh, legendary coach for the BC Lions, he started winning championships with the Calgary Stampeders uh, back in the day, those Doug Flutie teams. Uh, So eight degrees, windy is like absolute craziness, 34 and sunny the day before, and then eight and windy at kickoff uh, Friday night. My theory is that all the smoke around Northern Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba. We've had it here as well, all coming from BC and coming from the territories. Um, That heat creates warm fronts and you will get wind shear, right? You will get 
like I studied this a little bit in university, my useless physical geography degree and human geography degree, <laughs> uh, you know, lifetime past and, uh, fires and smoke mess with the atmosphere and mess with those weather patterns. So it went from oh, yeah. 34 and patio weather and, uh, Josh Burton, who works for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers was tweeting. I think it was Josh said, you yeah. know, like just three hours on a patio in Calgary on a Thursday night. And he came home and it, he wasn't around a, a campfire. He wasn't here on the bonfire, but like he came home and his shirt smelled like he was at a campfire, a bonfire all night. Yes, I saw that tweet. Yeah. Right. And then that's like warm patio weather. And then it's, it's crazy cold and, and windy cold for August. Um, really, really something. But, uh, Winnipeg took the wind in the second half. Uh, maybe one of the, in a game like this sack, where there were so many things that if the coin flipped, or the shoe was on the other foot, or if just a quarter of an inch went the other way, that this could have been a very different result. Winnipeg taking the wind, the weather, Drew Brown versus Zach Kolaris, uh, the drops, the missed tackles, the missed blocks, the the tipped balls from uh, Winnipeg's defense, uh, all over the place. Crazy things were happening, and Winnipeg squeaks through with a 1918 win. Um, you want to get into Walby's Warrior? Sure. I just love me some tipped balls. Um, but you know what, Darren? The best kind. I, I got to say, that I just had this thought. <laughs> this makes up for the crumbback game, right? Like the crumbback game still sticks in my craw and now I'm over it because we won a game that we probably shouldn't have won tonight. And, uh, you know, and we lost the game we shouldn't have lost in the crumbback. So um, I'm just loving the chat tonight, buddy, before we get to our awards and, and great numbers here tonight. Like this is just, yeah. this, this bonfire is, is raging, raging. It's like, I'm sweating. And we even have the UK bomber, Frank Horsley, all the way from Nottingham, England joining us. And uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> physical geography degree. Hey buddy, like you human you actually human, but I studied the physical geography. too, right? You do weather and hydrology oh, yeah. and yeah. That's pretty cool. And wind shear. What's a wind shear? Uh, it's honestly too complicated to even get into. I, I could have been talking out my. You my just made it up, rear. didn't you? Oh, it's too complicated to talk about. You just made it up. You made yeah. up. Chemtrails. <laughs> Says Don Crochet. Oh, sign guy. Chemtrails. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Conspiracy theories. Yeah. Theron Flurry says it's a conspiracy. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, going on, Mitch? Good to see you in the trail? live chat tonight. I don't even know uh, what that is. Yeah. Who took the wind in the, in the second half? It was the Blue Bombers. I, I think, or I think Calgary took the wind in the second half. I'll correct myself. I, I could be completely wrong. Now I'm definitely talking out my rear. Uh, I think but Winnipeg got the ball to start the second right. half. So I, I do think Calgary won the toss. I'll have to check on that. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe maybe uh, after the show, you'll tell me what a wind shear is when we have a little more time. Yeah, or like it would be amazing if we had like a little thing, a small thing in our pocket that we could just like yeah, type into and it would like give us every answer to every question humankind has asked for I millennia. Know. Wouldn't it be amazing if we had something like someone on the chat, tell us what a wind shear is. Yeah, what is wind shear? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, there yeah. you go. No wonder okay. Craig and I get along. Geography minor at the oh, U of there M. Go. Yeah. I, f <laughs> I was an English minor at the institution that calls their, their sports team bisons <laughs> English. 
Very, very That's valuable. A very industry. good point, Darren. <laughs> that is a that is a very, yeah. very good. I never thought of that. Bisons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, UND is the bison, or right. sorry, NDSU, North Dakota State. They're the right. bison. Where Brady went. Right. Yeah. No, he went to uh, UND, Fighting Hawks. Oh, formerly the Fighting, Fighting Hawks. Okay. Yeah. Um, no, NDSU, where Ryan Smith went. Do you remember him? Oh yeah, I remember Ryan Smith. Yeah, yeah of course. He, um, he, he had that uh, glitch, like Madden glitch catch from Drew Willie in Hamilton. I am calling the Rifles games, John Campbell. I am. CJFLTV.com, RiflesFootball.com, where you can find really everything you need. They're coming off a big win in Edmonton last week. They are home to take on the rival Saskatoon Hilltops this Sunday. And their brand new field and facility at Maple Grove Park is not ready. It's delayed like three days. So we're going to do the game at Eastside Eagles Field. Uh, Roly, Matt Rollison will uh, be on the... Uh, uh, the color commentary uh, with me for that game. But uh, I love calling the rifles football games. Hashtag rifle up. Um, Walby's Warrior. I'm going to go first and I'm going to give Walby's Warrior tonight to Sergio Castillo. Nice. Because he is just all reliable Sergio. Making it happen. Uh, Winnipeg needed him to be perfect tonight and he was perfect tonight. The one point victory for Winnipeg. Yeah, he gets the point after attempt, which are pretty automatic for him at this point. And what did he have? Four, four, three field goals. What was the score? Nineteen. So four field goals. Now, do I look at the stats or do I just look at my notes? He hit from forty-two. This is in reverse order. Well, let's go proper order. He hit from eighteen. He hit from twenty-four. He hit from twenty-six. And then he hit from 42. Yeah, four for four tonight. Four for four, yeah. And that 42-yarder, that was such a big field goal. Like, those See? aren't automatic, especially with wind. Oh. Craig's got every answer that we asked. Damn it. Wind shear, a change in wind speed and or direction over a short distance. You said Craig has every answer. Okay, Craig, why don't my wife and I, um, never mind. <laughs> Craig, what is the meaning of life? What is the secret uh, to a good marriage? Yeah, what does my what? wife really mean when she says, you know, this or that? Yeah. What, what should <laughs> Who's I? Who's going to win the Stanley Cup this year? Yeah. Who's going to win the Grey Cup win? this year? I think the Stanley Cup's a harder question. But yeah, thirty-two teams. But uh, yeah, Greg, I'll, I'll hit you up later because if you have all the answers, I need to talk to you, my friend. That's yeah. an excellent Walby's Warrior. Um, yeah. Craig Smith my, got Ryan Smith to go to Saskatchewan. That's where he was a rookie before coming to the Bombers. Is that right? Yeah. I'll never forget that catch Ryan Smith made when he was with the Riders. It was on. I think it was on a commercial where he like jumps ten feet in the air and and then there's a then it pans to a boy in the stands going like. Oh my God. Yeah, that was a that was a crazy <laughs> catch, if you know the one I mean. Um DB, my Walby's Warrior is is seemingly who my Walby's Warrior is every post game. And that is Brady Oliveira. Mm. 99 total yards, 19 on the ground, 80 or sorry, 19 through the through the air, um, 80 on the ground. He was just pounding guys. Yeah, I love how he's the hammer. 
and everybody else is the nail 5.7 yard average. He had that large of 27. I just love watching. I love how you call it the large, the large of 27, the large run of 27 yards. Is it the long? I think it's the long. Yeah. I think that makes more sense. It's the, I don't think you should ever change. You should say the large of 20. I love that, man. You've been saying that that all season. Don't I? Yeah. It's yeah, yours, that's man. funny because that, of course, it'd be the long of twenty-seven. Why would it be? No, the it was the large. It's the large of twenty-seven. <laughs> I love large that, man. Charge. Don't ever change that. I will not. I will not change that. But that's my. He's always my Wallabies worry. But Castillo, I think, is a better pick because Castillo. He's unheralded. He's unsung hero. Um, he's unbelievable. Love Castillo. Yeah, dang good. Dan Good is Sergio Castillo. Zach, uh, Westwood wide to the right. The moment in this game that shouldn't have been. That was a folly. That was a mistake. That was an egregious error. That was something stupid or infuriating. Uh, The thing you just wish didn't happen. What is your Westwood wide to the right tonight? Well, there's two wides of the rights for me, and it was both times where there was the botched um, handoff between Dakota Prukop. One was with Brady Oliveira, I think, and the other, I think, was with Greg McRae. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Darren, or mm-hmm. uh, yep. by your starters. They just, you know, they put us behind the sticks, right? I think one time we lost two yards. The other time, maybe we lost six. Uh, just not clean football from the Bombers. Um I don't know. And then sometimes it just, sometimes I just wonder why Prukop is there on first and 10. Like I get it. If it works, it's brilliant. And he's always a th- run. He's always a threat to run the ball. So I get why they do it because it puts the defense on their heels. So they're not sure whether the running back's going to run or whether Prukop is going to run. But sometimes I think it's a little too cute. And then if you have a guy who's coming cold off the bench and you're asking him to, um, finesse a handoff or finesse pulling the ball on a run pass option i think it's you're you're Mm -hmm. sort of asking for trouble sometimes but yeah i didn't love those those would be my wide to the right yeah uh i could go to some of the the officiating calls tonight i won't i could go to uh you know the time count violations the um you know some of the unforced errors of winnipeg's uh I am going to give my Westwood wide to the right tonight to the one overwhelming facet of this game that determined the outcome. And it's not from a Blue Bombers winning perspective. It's from a Stampeders losing perspective. And that is, while Jake Mayer is struggling, he can't do anything about putting the ball on the numbers of his receivers and them dropping them. Also the drop, uh, the, the near interception, uh, who was that? Roberson. Um, for the stamps, uh, Trey Roberson. Trey, yeah, it was Roberson. Yeah. Uh, when they were, tar- I think they were targeting Kenny Lawler. Um, just inexcusable drops one, maybe two a game. Okay. Bad day. But it was again and again and again. And the stamps had a chance to not just capture a win, but to win against a Western opponent that they are trying to catch in the standings. I I doubt they were going to be able to catch Winnipeg this year, just with the way both of these teams are playing, each of these teams are playing. But to win over a Western opponent is more valuable than a win over an East opponent, even with a potential crossover this year. So uh, Calgary blew it tonight. 
They lost. They blew it, and it was a game they really couldn't afford to lose. Like, honestly, when you look at the standing, what is Saskatchewan is four and five, right, I think? So they're trying to chase Saskatchewan for that third place in the West. Um, yeah, it's a it's a really tough one. It's a game they really shouldn't have lost. They had a vulnerable Bombers team with a backup quarterback on the road for the second week in a row. Uh, yes, even though Drew Brown was phenomenal last week, he still is a backup quarterback. And uh, they just couldn't get it done. And I just inexplicable drops by a bunch of different um, yeah. uh, Calgary players. So Reg Dunlop, a.k.a. Friesen, I believe, uh, says score was 6-4 Paredes over Sergio. But Paredes <laughs> missed and had a doink. So yeah. Sergio was a perfect four for four. So, um, we'll get, we'll give, we'll give, uh, uh, what is it? El Castador? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the nickname. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll give him, uh, the nod. Yeah. Mitch, you're right. I was not a math major. Definitely not a numbers guy. Uh, I don't know what this is in reference to Schickster 42. Uh, but that's a good number. I like 42. Well, was that Castillo's, was that Castillo's, uh, his game winning field goal was from 42? I don't know. Uh, yep. It's the only 42 reference I were Blue 42. Blue 42. Blue 42. Yeah. That's right. He's just yep. calling plays, Schickster. <laughs> I wonder what what is the origin of Blue 42? Because everybody no and their idea. dog knows that, right? I know. That's what yeah. we. We idiot children playing uh, tackle <laughs> football on our front lawn when we were kids, and we for the quarterback. We said, you blew forty two. Nobody knew what we were talking about. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I, I really want to know where that's from. Uh, well, it's oh, yeah. time for my favorite one of the night: the Happy Honker Award, the moment that brought levity, happiness, joy, uh, enthusiasm to the game. Do you got a happy honker, Zach? Dude, I have to I have to give it to yours truly, me. I'm the reason Demario Houston had a pick six tonight. What? You are? Yes, right before it happened, like I told you, the end of the third quarter, I say to my mother and father-in-law and Cookie the dog in the basement, uh, I say, if Winnipeg's going to win, the defense needs a turnover. The D, We need a pick. And sure enough, right then, Demario Houston... Pick six, the only touchdown of the game because of me, cause and effect. I like it. It's obvious. I like it. That's pretty good. Uh, I'm going to give my happy honker to whoever is the 100th like on the show because we're sitting at 99 right now. And I think that is a travesty because there's over 200 people watching live yeah. right now. And probably more if you include Twitter and Facebook and uh, and the rest. So uh, what's oh there you go. Bunch of people jumped in there. Tried to nice. tried to get there. Um, I was just I'm trying to pull it up. Where is this? Is my happy honker moment? Uh, probably overlooked a little bit. Let's see if I can find it. Um, just uh, just kind of a, a neat moment. Yeah, here it is. Okay, I got it. Uh, Moment in the game that uh, was just kind of funny. And uh, friend of the program, Jamarcus Hardrick. Mm. Maybe changing trend in terms of the body types of returners. Oh! 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 
Look at that. Jamarcus Hardrick. Now, if you missed it, that was Jamarcus Hardrick catching the punt and then doing the fair catch, the American fair catch, waving his hand after after catching it. Uh, that's my happy honker. Just a, a nice kind of fun moment. And you know what? I just noticed this. I just noticed this. There he is, the man himself, Sergio Castillo, smiling at Jamarcus with the fair catch. Should we see it again? Let's take another look. I think this was a fun moment. Maybe changing trend in terms of the body types of returners. Oh, yeah. Fair catch. Look at that. <laughs> Jamarcus Hart. Uh, I thought that was And that funny. was the illegal punt out of bounds. I think that was Calgary's yeah. first punt. Yeah. Gave us great field position for that. I think it was the best drive of the game for the Bombers was that first drive. Well, and if you're going to crack jokes during a game, to do it during the other team getting a penalty, I think is perfect. On the nose. Love it. Uh, okay, so that's the happy honker here on game day after dark. Hit the live chat. What was your happy honker tonight? What was your Walby's warrior? What was your Westwood wide to the right? And right now, my favorite. Well, the happy honker is my favorite, but I think the best post-game feature here on Bonfire, Zach, is this. And chime into the live chat right now. Your bonfire burning point. The moment that turned this game in the Blue Bombers' favor, a 1918 win in Calgary. Well, yeah, there's so many different burning points you could pick, right? And it's a one-point win by the Bombers. I mean, I, I don't know how you don't say the Houston pick six because it was the only touchdown of the game that put us up by or uh, put us, got us into the lead and a lead we wouldn't relinquish. I think it put us at 16-12 or something. Um, so for me, it was the the Houston pick six. Uh, Calgary, again, couldn't muster a touchdown. They just had six uh, Paredes field goals. So I think, you know, getting that touchdown um, was absolutely massive and great for Demary Houston, his seventh, uh, interception of the year. I think, as you said, the, the next closest is four uh, by a couple of guys. I think Dandridge and uh, Robertson Daniel for uh, Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. Just an absolutely massive play on the road where the offense really wasn't clicking too well. They needed something special to happen. And, you know, they don't ask how you win. It's just how many. And now they're eight and two. And Cal- they really put Calgary, you know, um, in a bad spot, Calgary's not going to catch them. Not that they were, but they really uh, eliminate Calgary from even sniffing at first or second place in a home playoff game. So that was massive. Although I will give a happy honker or a little shout out to that last run of the of the game to ice the game for Brady Oliveira, where he was where it was like second and six with a minute to go, and he. He runs into the pile and he just starts churning his legs, chugging his legs. And the O-line gets in there. I think Hardrick got in there especially. And they just churned out an amazing first down. I also I also love that the Bombers went for it on third and one. Um, it, you know, I think they were on their 17-yard line at the end of the game there too. So just churning out tough uh, first downs at the end. So that, Oh, yeah. Yeah, why give the ball was, to the other team when you're yeah. one play away from icing it, right? No, for sure. I just think I think you know it could. Other coaches might have kicked it away, but anyway, I loved all of those things. I don't even know what I was talking about. 
Well, here, uh, burning let me, point. I just named three of them. I'm just stealing all your thunder, buddy. You go ahead. I'll stop talking. Well, people were pointing out that, you know, the blue 42, that the kids yell Peyton Manning's Omaha, Omaha oh, yeah. now, right? So my pal, Mitchell White, what's going on again? I already said what's going on, Mitch. You're going to text me later. What's going on? Um, what's going on, Mitch? So Ace Ventura, was that the blue 42? Mm. Or was the Blue 42 prior to Ace Ventura? Because you remember when he's in the 2-2 and his hair's all, and he's doing Blue 42, Blue, and he right. does the spin move and jumps into the fountain or something like that? Right. Is yes, that the I Blue 42? That. Is that Maybe. the origin story? Is it a chicken or egg question, I believe, is you're asking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bonfire Burning Point, the pick six. I think that's a great pick for... The bonfire burning point. Um, yeah, I mean, I want to pick something from Winnipeg's defense. You know, the the pick six gave Winnipeg their first lead of the game. And it was the final play of the third quarter. So Winnipeg took the lead in a game they were tied 6-6 at halftime. Like, what was it? A month ago, Edmonton versus Winnipeg at IG right. Field tied 6-6 at halftime. And I was just like, here we go again. Um, yeah, I I, th- I think it's I think it's the Demario Houston pick six. That's just a huge swing in momentum. Gave Winnipeg the lead. They didn't let the lead up. And if he doesn't get the pick six, they lose the game. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Happy honker. No Montreal horns. <laughs> Cowbells, though. Right. There was some that did. It didn't look like they had a very good attendance there. In fact, I saw just as many bomber fans in the stands as Calgary fans. You like, could there was hear a lot them. Of blue. You could hear them after the game. Our good friend Carol there. Yes. Lefty uh, Carol. You could hear the woo after the game. Yeah. You know, you know, cool. those aren't stamps fans cheering. Uh, I'm just seeing no. if I can pull up the attendance number. Yeah, well, I'm sure it, it, if it's halfway decent, it's probably inflated because it, just to the eye test, it didn't look very good to me, which is Let's bad for see. the CFL. So it says. It's not there. It's not there. Wait, Winnipeg, oh, 20,106. Are you kidding me? Maybe that's if they're including all of the uh, alumni of their 25th anniversary. Right, well. right. 25th <laughs> anniversary, my butt. Like, oh, come on, cares? man. Come on. Everybody likes Houston pick six uh, yeah, for the bonfire burning point. Um, is that all of our features? Are we just left with game balls? We are just left with game balls. Or okay. game ball. You're only giving one tonight? Give me a break, Pud. I'm only giving one tonight, buddy. James and the Peg's on your side. Zach is right again. Always. I'm always right. Just like my dad. He was always right when he was talking about football. <laughs> Just like me. I'm always right. I called the pick. I didn't call the pick six. I called the pick. I mean, I, I, I'm happy I, I wasn't quite right, right there, Darren, but uh, I called the pick. Fair enough. Yeah. Game, what's your game ball? You go first, buddy. Uh, well, like I gave Sergio my Walby's Warrior, and yeah, I gave it to a kicker. I'm probably going to get a phone call or at least a 
curtly worded text from <laughs> Mr. 63 tomorrow. Yeah. Um, cause I'm sure he is indisposed at the moment. Uh, but I'll give, I'll give a game ball to, to Sergio and, and Jamison Sheehan, the kickers, uh, okay. you know, jam was able to get those balls away despite a lot of pressure, despite one being blocked. Those are never like they can be on the punter, but those were not. Uh, so we have to remember Jamison Sheehan holds for Sergio Castillo as well. So Mike Benson snapping Sergio kicking, uh, jam punting and holding for Castillo's kicks. Uh, we'll give those guys the game ball tonight. Nice. Give the, cause if I'm the head coach love. of this team, I'm not too happy with the way my team played. No, if I was the head coach, which I am not. Well, listen, I, as the head coach always says, it's easier to make changes. Uh, when you look at the film, if you won the game, um, <laughs> that's good. Leslie Mitchnick, it was me. Yeah. Maybe we I didn't know Winnipeg sports point. talk had a discord. I don't know. Do I don't know even what know what is? I've heard of discord. Isn't it a, is it an app or some kind of, yeah, it's, it's like an app. They call it a discord server, but it's a way of, of, you know, chatting or, uh, communicating with, with others. Okay. It's different though. Okay. It's like text and voice and it's, it's different, different is stuff. Is this something that came out when we thought Twitter was going to get, uh, destroyed? No, no, it's been around before that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, John Cuppers uh, watching live on YouTube. What's going on, John? Uh, will Kolaris be back for the next game? I think he will. We don't know for sure, but I think he will be back. Uh, he's yeah. able to throw. He's in good spirits. It is a minor neck injury, according to uh, Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press. Um, so we'll see. Uh, I, th I think he'll be okay. I think he will, he will probably practice this week. What do the Bombers have? They have the Alouettes on Thursday. So not exactly a short week, but not a full week, uh, playing Thursday. So Wednesday walk through Tuesday, Monday, Sunday, going backwards from game day. Um, yeah, I think, uh, it, it could be a two practice week. It could be, but I don't think that even factors in. You think he's good to go, eh? Just my gut. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it was more precautionary that they left him out of tonight's game. Yeah. I like this. BBP. Bonfire burning point. Houston yeah, pick six. BBP. BBP. I like that comment. There you go. The fire starters know what's up. You they guys know what's know up what's out up. there. Yeah. Uh, Tristan Rivers. Always got my back. Burning point is the missed Ooh. field goal by Calgary. Yeah. You know what? That yeah. wouldn't be a bad one either. That wouldn't that be would a bad one be, either. Yeah, that that's right up there, eh? People yep. on the chat too with some of the fire starters were talking about uh Taylor agrees. Yeah. There was some interesting timeouts called by uh Calgary, apparently. I didn't I, I forgotten about that one. Well, uh, you never know, right? Like Winnipeg took uh time count violation penalties. Maybe Calgary was in the same yeah. situation. Well, exactly. Um, yeah, because we uh, took we took a time count penalty on third and one <laughs> at the three minute warning, right? Yeah, yeah. is that right? And yeah. I don't know if I remember. Were we trying to draw them offside there? And no, no, 
It was third and one at Winnipeg's 49. I think it was the 49. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, no. You are not trying to get them to go offside because you can't afford to take that penalty. Yeah. It was a bad one. Yeah, I I think you you could. That's the one O'Shea's face told the story. Yeah, that could have been the burning point there if the if the Bombers hadn't won the game. Yeah, I don't know what this means. Jake Mayer looks like a Kevin. Is that the corollary of a of a a Karen? No, I don't think so. No, what's a Kevin fire starters? What are you talking about? Yeah. Although bomber fan, I love I love bomber fans' comments all the time. So I'm sure whatever a Kevin is, it makes tons of sense. Yeah. Bomber fan knows knows their their football. If you if you look at the chat. Um. So did you give a yeah. game ball out, Zach, or are you just? Uh, I uh, I did. I'm just. I'm sort is of. Is it the back burner? Here. The back burning point. What bomber fan is saying? Calgary burned a timeout. With missed challenge, then on the next series in third quarter, so couldn't stop clock when we got the ball at the end. Right. Timeouts came back. Yeah, they didn't have a timeout at the end, so we could just run out the, the challenge. Clock. Yeah, yeah, the challenge. That was a bad challenge, hey? Yeah, I mean... Apparently he's one of eight this year. Yeah, I, I don't think that was a catch. No, it wasn't a catch. It was, and it was early in the game. It just seems like a bad challenge. Anyway. Mike Block. Appreciate hey. you chiming in, Mike. Or hey, I should Mike. say symboling in. If I'm looking at your <laughs> uh, your uh, profile pic there correctly. What's going on, Mike? Good to see you. Um, are you going to give out a game ball or not? <laughs> <laughs> just leaving everyone hanging. Leave well, I lying. think I'm the only one asking. Here, while you think about it, I'll show everybody this. Do you guys remember this? Yes, of course I remember that. The That is the, the Winnipeg skyline. Game. Look, there's the bridge, there's the revolving restaurant, right? <laughs> Winnipeg, Alberta. I took this shirt out because of course, Winnipeg played in, in Edmonton Alberta. last week, played in Calgary tonight. It was AJ Cole, punter for the then Oakland Raiders. In the preseason game here at in Winnipeg at IG Field against yeah. the Green Bay Packers, he got off the plane wearing this shirt. And everybody wondered, where the hell did he get that shirt? Winnipeg, Alberta. Well, to little surprise, originates overseas. So a friend of mine found it. Shout out to uh, Tim Bonner. And... He found it online, but it only shipped to the States. So he ordered it, had it shipped to a hotel in Las Vegas that he was staying at like the next week. And he called them and said, Hey, can you hang on to this package for me? No problem. So he, he, I think he bought a bunch, but he brought one back for me. Awesome. <laughs> there it is. The Winnipeg, Alberta great... shirt. So who makes the shirt? Oh man. I mean, it's, it's. Some overseas thing. I, I don't know where it's made. That's so funny, man. Yeah. Southeast Asia, you know, not not sure. But yeah, Winnipeg, Alberta. Love it. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll give out a game ball. All right. I've given um, you enough time now. Yeah. No, I I, I got to give it to Demario Houston. 
You know, it's one thing to get to be the league leader in interceptions. He seemingly has one every game. Um, but this one was just an absolute diamond. Um, just a gem of a, of a pick six when we needed it the most. Our offense wasn't going to win us that game. They were struggling. They were puttering. Um, they they were dithering. I've used the word dithering twice today. Dithering. But dithering. Mm. Dithering and withering tonight. That wasn't great, but uh, the pick six. Hey, you you win a tough road game with your backup quarterback. Sometimes you got to win ugly. Uh, not that it was an ugly play, Darren, but it you know it was an ugly win, and that was the only touchdown of the game. And you know, the team that had the single touchdown was a team that won. And that was it. He just made a great play on the ball, as you said, in that great highlight. Um, he had help from Biggie and Alexander, so he could afford to maybe take a bit of a gamble there. And uh, it just came at the perfect time right at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Acceptable. Acceptable, Acceptable. Zach Schnitzer. Okay. Okay. You, you know, in, in, in a show where you've already hyped me, you've, you've pumped my tires, I'm giving yeah. you an acceptable. Look, I mean, Houston is is quite a find, right? Like we like the scouting on this team to find guys like Houston, um, find guys like Drew Brown. I mean, when's the last time we developed our own quarterback? Uh, yeah, just uh, just great players all around. And as you said before, I think Houston stole the boundary corner spot from Winston Rose, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a player. Young guys are going to come in and take the older guys' jobs. That, that's yeah. just a reality, you know. Uh, younger, stronger, faster. That's football. That's business. It's the way it goes, you know. Uh, is uh, more importantly, is Jeff Cabillas the creator of Bonfire Burning Point? I wouldn't put it past him. I'll I'll give it to him. It yeah. was somebody. <laughs> it wasn't. And he us. gets a game ball. It wasn't us. He gets. A it was game the fire starters. Yep. Jeff Cabillas gets a game ball. What? This yep. is the first time we've ever given a game ball to someone on the chat. Is there you it? go. Yeah. Dan, is good to see you in the good to see you in the live chat, brother. Good to see you. Yeah. Um, Dan Asham. Oh, uh, Wichita Falls. Or no, sorry. Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Texted oh, the uh, the hotline tonight. What I got to pull that up. Where is it? Joe in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. Uh, probably didn't deserve to win it, but I'm not going to give it back. Well said, Joe. Well said, Love Joe. It. Yeah. Where, where's uh, Big Beaver Saskatchewan tonight? Yeah. Didn't get a text. Big Beaver. Didn't didn't get a text in the uh, in the live or uh, on the Bonfire Hotline tonight. If you guys are unaware of what the Bonfire Hotline is, it is a phone number you can call or text. Uh, text probably the best, but if you call. I'm probably not going to answer. I have answered. There is a rare chance I will. But if you call, leave a voicemail. If it's good, we'll play it on the show. So bring a little something. Who knows? You can uh, break through the the fourth wall of the live chat into digital, like true multimedia, not just text. How about that? The fourth wall. That was very... um... Very intellectual, Darren. That's very good. Almost yeah. as good as your wind shear comment. 
<laughs> well, thanks to Craig Smith uh, for, for backing me up uh, that it's a real thing and uh, explaining what it is. Um, yeah. But, uh, well, <laughs> I don't uh, know. I got to talk to Craig Smith. I have some questions. Yeah. I think, I think Craig Smith should call the bonfire hotline. Oh, and I, I didn't even mention the number. Okay. 204-816-TIPS. 816-TIPS. It's easy. 204-816-8477. Call, text, standard rates apply. It's just like if you make any other phone call or any other text message. Just like if you text your mama. That's what we always say here on Bonfire. I would yeah. love to hear some voicemails played on this show or midweek. People, send some voicemails. Send, uh, well, I'd love to hear them if they're good. Yeah, if they're good. I'm sure there'd be some that are good. Yeah. Phyllis would be good. Phyllis. Come on, Phyllis. Waiters. Jeff. Phyllis in. T. Kona Paul. Phyllis Phyllis in. in. I think Transcona Polly would have an amazing uh, voicemail. It would be loud because it has to be all caps. Or Drax of the North or Tom Halleck or Bomber Fan. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to hear the dulcet tones of of Tom Halleck. Uh, Press box announcer. Yes. At IG Field. Uh, Just taking a look at uh, some of the defensive stats here because, hey, why not? Um, Yeah, I I said Big Beaver. That is true, Gordo. I did. Um, This is not true, Pyro. I did not block your number. Uh, Yeah, this is interesting. Uh, Craig Smith asking Dan Asham related to Arnold Asham legend in the curling world, the way Dan Asham capitalizes every letter in the last name makes me think that it is the Asham family. Oh, right. They, they, uh, make all those curling, uh, yes, they do. Yeah. 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 Phyllis in Phyllis hit the hotline. 204-816-TIPS. 786 tips, Crime Stoppers, right? Right. 816 tips, now that I've confused everybody, 816 tips is the Bonfire Hotline. And look, 24-7-365. And once hockey season starts, oh yes, we're going to have hockey coverage here on Bonfire Sports. And I'm really excited for the things we have in store. Some new names, some new faces potentially. Uh... People are going to be going to be really excited. We're going to, you know, join that community of Illegal Curve and Kenny and Rennie and uh, uh, Hustler and Remo, Winnipeg Sports Talk. I don't know if you guys can see. I should pro- see. Look at this. Colin already. Colin what? already. The Bonfire Hotline. I don't know if Who's you guys calling? can see this. Well, I, I'm not sure. I'm not going to answer it right now. Oh, see, you can't see it. I wonder if I could do what? it. No. Uh, well, I have the Winnipeg Sports Talk hat in my background. Oh yeah. But it's yes. just off camera here. So. Yeah, and you only got it cuz you go on there all the time. Why didn't I get one? I'm nothing to them. All they gave me was a cool bet t-shirt. Well, that's, that's okay. A nice the I a nice hat. Cool I got to work t-shirt. on it though. Needs a little work. It's, the cool bet t-shirt is good. I, my wife was like, "That's not very fashionable." I said, "What are you talking about? It's a cool it's a free cool bet t-shirt." Fashionable. My daughter fashionable says, oh, people. it's not very fashionable. I'm like, it's a polar bear in a, in a rainbow motif. What's not fashionable about it? There it is. 
Dan Asham says, thanks, Craig. Wow. How did you know I was related to Arnold Asham? Look at well, that. Well, you capitalize your entire last name, just like the Asham brand. Craig knows all. Craig, Craig knows, knows all. all. He could make money, Craig Smith. <laughs> just just put, put yourself on a kiosk on a street corner, Portage in Maine, and just say, hey, come ask me anything. Yep. Why don't yep. my wife and I... <laughs> How come she's always? Yeah. Why does she always gotta? Yeah. Hockey, why won't she yeah, ever? Hockey. Yeah. <laughs> why won't she ever? Uh, yeah, I will not be doing any hockey coverage for you, Darren. I'm sorry. How come? You've, what? You've asked come me so on. many times, dude. Come on, I just, man. I can't commit to it. I don't it, know it's... hockey very well. It's, it's gotta happen, right? I've written for NHL.com for like four or five years now. I've got, uh, okay. Hang on. Hello? Okay. This number called the bonfire hotline like three times in a row. And then I answer and they hang up. It's gotta be Don Crookshank. It's gotta be sign guy. You think it's sign guy? I think it's freezing. I think sign guy, I think sign guy loves uh, leaving voicemails. I think He's it's freezing. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Drax of the North. Oh, yeah. Drop the puck. Let's go. Uh, the Jets preseason is in like a month. Training camp is in less than a month. So, look, I've been covering the Jets since day one. I was in the building uh, May, was it May 30th, 2011? I was in the building uh, October 8th. 2011 that first game uh against the montreal canadians i was in the building sitting next to the legendary roy mcgregor in the first preseason game where dustin bufflin got into that fight uh right off the hop against the columbus blue jackets that was that inner squad game where half the team was in columbus and then columbus sent half their team to winnipeg uh right i was sitting next to roy mcgregor if you guys don't know who roy mcgregor is he could be like, he probably is regarded as the greatest sports writer in the history of this country. Okay. He has a brand new book coming out soon. Um, now that he's retired, uh, I'm, I'm sitting next to the Wayne Gretzky of sports writing. Hmm. Like one of the moments in my professional career, I will never, ever forget. And, uh, that that was such a cool experience. Um, he treated me like a veteran, treated me like he knew me, like a friend. Uh, and, and this guy is truly legendary. Roy McGregor, check him out. Uh, new book coming out soon. Uh, what was it called? I just, I just read it today or I read the, read about the book coming mm. out today, but, uh, but looking forward to that. Um, good question. Who's going to be your Chris Walby? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Who's going to be your Zach Schnitzer, Chris? Yeah, Walby. there's a better question. Who's going to be Chris my Zach Walby. Schnitzer? Walby, yeah. Schmalby. Yeah. Who is that guy well, hey, anyway? Everybody out there, great to have you here around the bonfire on game day after dark. Like, what a crazy, weird game that was tonight. Bombers win 1918. Uh, fortunate, but... Winnipeg, I, I almost prefer this football where it's a little bit more like edge of your seat entertainment instead of them just, you know, generally beating the crap out of everybody every week. Um, totally. It is fun. Know? It is more fun. 
Yeah, it's a little um, bit more. Maybe home game, I want you to beat the crap out of the other team, but I'll take a close game on the road. Uh, yeah, and you know what, Jack? I'm glad you brought it up. Rick Jenneret mm, called Sabres yes, games for 51 years. Uh, another legend of the game. Yeah. Uh, one of the true iconic voices of hockey. Uh, Rick Jenneret uh, passed away yesterday, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm not laughing at that. Uh, this is what I'm laughing at. Winnipeg Gordo. <laughs> yeah, this is something I won't do. I won't use my Winnipeg Sea Bears announcing voice. No. On Bonfire. It's at sacred. least not in like a conversational thing. No, and you know what? It, I don't know if you could handle a... it. Oh, <laughs> I don't think you could. Ha- I couldn't handle it when I heard it. If, if you want to hear the voice, game, go to a Sea Bears game. That's right. Go to a game, folks. He's not going to do it here. He's not going to give it all away for free. Go to a game next year. Uh, Yeah, I I like, you know, like almost a final thought. Kevin Sproul, my brother, said his heart was pounding tonight. Yeah, Kevin, good comment there. Uh, Wanted to pull this up. Lynn Reimer says... My happy honker is Houston getting another interception. My wide to the right, our penalties and lack of discipline. Game ball to Jackson, Jeffcoat, and Willie Jefferson. Lynn, love it. Great mm. job. Um, and then, uh, is it bad voodoo if a coach wears a jersey? I think it would look cool over hoodies, says Waka Waka. Uh, I brought this comment up because my response to a coach wearing a jersey is Waka Waka. <laughs> has to be a joke no way no way coach can't wear a jersey <laughs> no no they can't uh if you guys are still watching live hit the thumbs up if you're not watching live you can hit the thumbs up on the video it's just below or if you're on your smart tv or your phone you'll find a way to do it just kind of like tap the screen bring up all the the menus that sort of thing and if you're not signed into youtube this is the future you will want an account eventually. You might as well do it now. Retire the MSN Live, retire the Yahoo, retire the Hotmail. Get yourself a Gmail account before your first and last name and your favorite numbers are taken. Do it now. Get an account. Uh, you'll stay signed in all the time. Google already has all your information. So like, what are you, what are you hesitating? What are you worried about? They already have it. They already have it. If you've been on Earth the last five years, they have it. So, uh, do that, sign up, uh, and then you can, uh, be more involved in the live chat. You can give us a thumbs up. You can subscribe. You can ring the bell to be alerted immediately. Whenever there is new content on bonfire sports, we got YouTube shorts, go check out those videos. Uh, we got all different types of stuff. Hockey is coming and there will no, there will not be a Zach Schnitzer of hockey. Unfortunately, that's where we're at. No. I mean, I guess if I studied up and read a bunch of books and watched a bunch of film, maybe I could, maybe I could come across as halfway knowledgeable, but no, (laughs) I just, uh, I don't know hockey well enough. I can't even really skate very well, Darren. You know, you know what though? The reality is most people don't know much about hockey, but it's sometimes just fun to talk about it, right? Oh, I'll talk about it. I'll talk. I just don't think it would be that uh, informative. Or entertaining. Maybe entertaining. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. And forever. Hotmail hate from DB. Yeah. The only thing I like about Microsoft is their stock price. That's the only thing I like. (laughs) Should call it cold mail. You hate it. You hate it. 
What's so bad about Hotmail? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. What's so bad about Hotmail? It's, well, I just get yourself a Gmail account so you can sign in and, and give us a thumbs up. I think I Come still on, have a Hotmail account that I never deleted. I'd, I'd love to remember my password so I could go back in there. I'd love to see what emails I've gotten in the last 15 years since I changed over. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's some good stuff I've missed. A job yeah. offer or, I don't know, some kind of prize. That's what I'm saying, Jeff Kabilis. Yeah. We all pretend to know hockey. Yeah. I mean, I, I've well, covered the team all like- for years, but, you know, I'm no expert. But we're going to bring some experts on. We're going to get into real topics. Uh, It's going to be good. Oh, I can't wait, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gregory Liverpool is home, which means we can finally sign off. Zach, uh, always great to have you on, man. Uh, Entertaining game uh, for nervousness over anything else. Uh, A bit of a field goal fest, but uh, a fun game regardless. And uh, great to have your insight Mm -hmm. and humor. As always, here uh, on on the post game show. Final word to you, as we always do. Sayonara.